Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios when you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it. Rocket Can, one of our favorite people, friend of the show, founder of Go Long, a man on Twitter at Ty Dunn, one of the best NFL reporters and writers in the country, does a great podcast. This dude's content, if you like football in the National Football League, is must read, listen to, consume, see, seek out. He is Tyler Dunn. Hello, Mr. Dunn. Happy Monday. What's up, brother? Good, good to be back with you. How have you been? I'm great. I had a wonderful weekend hanging out with the kids. Let me ask you a question. Every time that we have a guest on in this slot, which is almost every day, and we play that opening, I sort of cringe when I'm like, I'm going to destroy those wannabe Hall of Famers who think they're good, but they suck. Whatever. The guys put it together. But that actually, in part, I'm, I'm, now I'm just going to call out a, a guy that I actually became friends with, and I really like this person, and he's a sweet, sweet guy, and I feel bad once that I cut off his Lamborghini and my little Prius, and I still feel bad about that. But I can remember the first time that I met Donovan McNabb, Ty Dunn, him espousing on how he was a Hall of Famer. And me thinking and then saying, because I need to work on social skills, bro, you're not a Hall of Famer. Is Donovan McNabb a Hall of Famer? I'm just, I know it has nothing to do with what's going on today, but I thought of it when I listened to that little intro we do. I was listening to that intro as well, and it's funny you mentioned that for the first time. I was kind of running some names through my own head, and I'm totally with you. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer, and I'm kind of with Deion Sanders. I think there's way too many people in there. I think we've watered this thing down. Look, I'm not on the Hall of Fame committee. I don't envy people who are in that position. Many of them are my friends, and God, you sit in a room and you talk for 10, 11, 12 days, or hours, I should say. doesn't sound like something I want to do on the eve of the Super Bowl, but it's, there's just way too many people in there, right? Way, way too many people. It's kind of losing its luster. So, no, Donovan McNabb, absolutely not a Hall of Famer. Donovan, such a great – Donovan, I love you, buddy, but but you know what? Like, drive the Lamborghini faster, and I don't think – I'm with Ty. I don't think you're a Hall of Famer. I can remember um, having dinner with Nancy Gay. Remember Nancy, the NFL writer, Ty? And we were colleagues, and it was voting time, and that's when she was a Hall of Fame voter. And, and I can remember at one dinner, three different guys coming by and just – it was actually painful lobbying her – for votes for themselves or friends of theirs. So I, I, do, I do understand those guys, those men and women, are under a lot of pressure when they're voting. Right. And uh, we could talk 15, 20 minutes about this. I really do think a lot of former players, I mean, they get into the national media for that reason. It's, it's kind of like a daily opportunity to lobby, right, to state your case. People are thinking about you. They're seeing you. You're just you're staying on people's brains and and we forget about, you know, a, a Fred Taylor. We forget about a Ben Coates. I, mean, I hung out with Ben Coates for my tight ends book. And here's a guy that, you know, did it all. He beat people to a bloody pulp in the run game. And he's downfield just running DBs over. And he kind of joked. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't need to cry on TV 
to try to get a vote. He's not asking anybody for anything. Maybe we think so about good. people like that a little bit more often. That's so good. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, Ty Dillon, on the show. One guy that obviously will be a Hall of Famer is Tom Brady. Uh, he is now 93 years old, I believe, and still playing in the National Football League. He, the ageless wonder. Uh, he had his return, talked to the media over the weekend about the, the bleep going on in his life, whatever that means. What um, Ty, what was your, your takeaway from, from Brady's absence and, and maybe more recently his, his comments about his, about his absence? My only question is, has he put that on a T-shirt and sold it at TB12.com yet? Is it, is it up, the, the quote that you're referencing there? Like, I'm 45, I've got a lot of you-know-what going on. Uh, it was beautiful. You know, I'm only 35, and I, I can relate. So, yeah, I, he clearly has something going on in his, his life, and I don't think it has anything to do with football. And it's like we forget that these guys are not names that we just plug into a fantasy football lineup. They, they've got lives. They've got wives. They've got kids. They've got issues going on and it's no secret that Giselle his wife has wanted him to step away from the game for quite some time so I'm sure that there's something very personal very serious going on but they reached that agreement at some point that he's going to play football and heck is is, he's Tom Brady I mean I guess normally I would kind of like you know criticize a guy for just leaving his team for a couple weeks like in training camp but this is the greatest player of all time. He'll be okay. Tom Brady can do whatever the hell Tom Brady wants to do, and the Bucks are a Super Bowl contender. Do you think that we are likely I, – I, I, I joked, I made fun of myself for asking this question for years, but are we finally getting to the point, do you think, Ty Dunn, where we might be talking about the last year of Tom Brady? Because it, it, it is absurd the guy's still playing. It just is. I, I don't think so. I just – We've done that before. I feel like we've had that conversation for five, six years. You know, is this, is this it? Like, are we starting to see a little bit come off that fastball? Is he missing his kids? Is he missing his life outside of football? Like, does he want to take another hit? I, I, I feel like it's going to be no different than, you know, Brett Favre, where you're going to have to peel Tom Brady off of the field. Like, I, I don't think that he's just going to step away when he's at the top of his game and he clearly reached that realization at some point in the off season when he was quote unquote retired, where my God, he just threw for 5,000 yards. I mean, you were a player two from the NFC championship game. You've got a lot of talent around you. You still have the love and the passion for the game. Why just retire? Right. I mean, I think he does look at his life in general and think, yeah, yeah, I'm 45, going to be 46, but if I'm still playing at this level, I've got the rest of my life to live at some point down the road. I think he gets something out of you know doing something that nobody has ever done really in any sport. To, to play at this level at this age, it means a lot to him, and it's going to mean a lot to the brand of TV 12. Uh, why would you just walk away if you're playing as well, if not better than any other quarterback in the NFL? I don't know. You tell me. Looking at that, looking at his, you know, cheek structure in that press conference, something happened. I don't know what he did, but – you know, plastic surgery. Who who knows? There's there's something. He else did look good, he didn't he? Looked younger. He looked great. He did. He looked. He, he yeah. did not look 45. Yeah, and by the way, I'm a 44 year old with a lot of bleep in my life, and I whenever I'm having to like deal with that bleep, I don't. I look the opposite. I look like I've been dragged through nine days through a Vegas gutter. He looked very <laughs> shiny, and happy, and 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 wealthy, and the greatest of all time. Uh, Ty Dunn here on the show. Ty, let's let's bop around a, a little bit around around the NFL. Yeah. I mean, we're so close now. Are you making any adjustments to who you think is going to win 
the AFC West and what a really crowded AFC West, where every one of those teams, I think it's fair to say, within their own organizations and their own fan bases and their own local media apparatus that cover them, there are expectations of either winning the division or being really close. Right. I mean, this is the time of year where everybody's hyping everybody up, but I think it is absolutely justified in that AFC West. You can state the case that all four of those teams are legitimate contenders, and yet any one of those four could finish dead last in the division. Obviously, we can't account for injuries, bad breaks, that kind of stuff, but I I have a hard time betting against Kansas City, even without Tyreek Hill. I just feel like Andy Reid has a way of schematically staying two, three, four steps ahead of whoever he's facing. They they knew that day could come. I think they fortified their line the last couple of years. They they can evolve. They, they still have a lot of really solid receivers, and they still have the best player on the planet in Patrick Mahomes. Um, until further notice, I mean it's it's the Chiefs as the front runner, I think, in that division and. Beyond that, I mean, I, the only thing that can really hold you back is thinking the Chargers are just going to charge her and thinking that Derek Carr isn't in that upper echelon, which I'd argue he, he is or close to it, but anybody can win. And I think the other teams in the conference, right, they're looking at this like, hey, go ahead and cannibalize yourself. Be, beat the hell out of each other, and we'll see in the AFC Championship game. It. I don't know if the team in that division gets the Super Bowl because all of those games are just going to be absolute wars. Ty, who's going to have a better season this year? Who's going? To, let me ask you this way: Who's going to be the better quarterback this year, Tua Tagovailoa or, or Trevor Lawrence? I like Tua Tagovailoa, and you know I'm high on Miami. I, I think that since we last chatted, it, it, you're seeing this offense and this quarterback just take big time strides. And it's it's hard to read into clips, you know, from a training camp practice or any preseason game. I, I get it. But, I mean, Mike McDaniel and his offense, it's, it's so timing-based. It, it's so based off of all of the speed, zigging and zagging in a million different directions and motion. And, I mean, you've got the two fastest players in the NFL and Tyree Kill and Raheem Moster. You added Chase Edmonds. You have Jalen Waddle straight off a 1,000-yard season. You had Cedric Wilson. There, there's weapons everywhere. I think you have a coach who's going to scheme it all up in the best possible way. But more than that, it, it fits what Tua does best. Like, he's not a quarterback that's going to throw it through a brick wall like Josh Allen. We, we know that. But he is going to place the ball perfectly on those crossers, on you know, the skinny posts, on and all the stuff from short to intermediate where the guys can do something with it after the catch. And we, we forget about that. Like, is the guy kind of reaching back for a ball? Or is Tyree Kill catching that thing in stride and peace signing his way to the end zone? Tua does that as well as anybody. I mean, I think that, you know, when you mirror it all together, this could be a 4,000-yard, 28-touchdown year for the quarterback, which, hey, after everything that could go wrong did go wrong, you know, last year with a not-great coaching staff and not-great scheme, it's the exact opposite this year. Ty, you – um. I think it's actually how I became, I mean, I was aware of you, but I think we first had you on the show several years ago when, when this show was in the evenings when you wrote a really great piece on Jared Goff and you spent time with him and you went and spent time with people who knew him in his part of California and you really, I thought, captured the upside and downside of the player and explained why both both outcomes are possible. We've seen both the outcomes since then. Right. You know the guy. Is his career over? As it relates to being a successful NFL quarterback, do you think his career is over? I, I don't think so. 
I really I think that you know the Detroit Lions are one of those you know are they going to win a Super Bowl contend for a Super Bowl anytime soon? Probably not. No, but they they could be fun as hell this year. I mean, they could be a seven eight win team that that fights week in and week out for their coach. And I think that similar to to a tongue of Iola, that the situation around Jared Goff, it's gotten really good. He he does have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL, which as a very immobile quarterback and one of the more immobile in the entire league, you need that. So he has that. And they've quietly added some pretty good weapons around him. You saw St. Brown come on big time. Granted, you're not going to get Jamison Williams for the first month, month and a half, but you're going to get him eventually, and and he could be a stud. T.J. Hawkinson's a a top 10 tight end, bare minimum. So I I think you can definitely talk yourself into it. Now, I guess what's like your question, are we talking the Jared Goff that gets to a Super Bowl and almost wins it? I don't know if we see that, but I don't think he's nearly as washed up and terrible as, as everybody makes him out to be. I think he's you know, solid starter. I think the Lions know if he's the long-term answer. They, they, they probably are thinking he's not, but he can keep you competitive, and that's what they want to be. They want to be competitive. They don't want to change. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you the same question about about Baker Mayfield. I mean, the context is obviously a little bit different, and, and that organization and sort of where they're at in terms of pressure might, might even be a little bit different. But it's not that long ago that Baker Mayfield did the impossible, helped the Browns win a playoff game, gave the Chiefs the Chiefs everything they could handle in the postseason. I mean, the world turns quickly in the National Football League. How likely is it that a year from now the narrative has shifted back in a good way for Baker? It can change in a hurry. I mean, we were talking about Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield all being in line for mega contracts ahead of last season. I mean, really, that was a legitimate conversation. He, he took the Browns to the playoffs, which, you know, considering where the Browns have been for the last two decades, an entire generation is about as great of accomplishment as you can have when it comes to wins and losses as a starting quarterback. So hey, I hate to be positive on literally every one of your topics here, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pro-Baker too. I think that, uh, look, is he going to get a, a $250 million contract after this year? I, I probably won't go that far. But I think that he does have a, a pretty good shot to kind of resurrect his career here a bit. You've got you've got some pretty good weapons around you with a a gigantic if. I mean, you need Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy for for things to really click. Um, but between that, between the, the defensive personnel, I mean, this is a really good defense statistically across the board. I mean, they're top ten in just about everything, so that's going to help. So they only really need to be a middle of the road offense to compete for a playoff spot. I guess the one concern I have would be Ben McAdoo. I mean, we've seen his offenses really bottom out before, and things kind of get stale. So has he evolved? Are you going to see more motion, misdirection out of what they do offensively? That That's a big in. And, hey, he didn't like Baker Mayfield. That's documented. He, he wasn't a fan of his. I, I don't think, you know, out of the draft he was in the media or was in between jobs at that time. So let's see how that partnership works out. Uh, but strictly personnel, strictly his game, yeah, I think there's still a lot to love with Baker Mayfield. All right, let's uh, let's turn our attention to to close this out to, to something I just talked about. It's the uglier side of the National Football League, the the Bills, and how they have handled the now former punter, nicknamed the, the punter god, given the the just horrendous allegations of sexual assault, alleged sexual assault involving him and a couple other former players at his college. What um, what have you made? I know that you've you've been all over this at. At, at the site, what um, what have you made of this situation? 
Yeah, I you know, pr- appreciate that. GoLongCD.com wrote wrote a column on, on the situation up there if people want to check it out. But, uh, yeah, I don't think we should just be uh, patting this team on the back and, you know, celebrating and, you know, throwing the confetti all around and talking about culture winning the day. Um, that, that was their only option, right? Their only option was to release this punter accused of, as you know, just absolutely vile, vile things that we cannot repeat on air. Um, I, I, everybody should read the lawsuit and the accusations in full. And it's under investigation by police. Um, this was all brought to the Buffalo Bills July 31st. And what did they do since then? They didn't follow up with the attorney. They didn't follow up with the accuser's story. They took the player's story and moved right along. They, they fed into the legend of the quote-unquote punt god. Um, the head coach is, is sitting down with part of my take, calling him a great kid, and saying, hey, we should see who can you know travel the ball down the field farther. Josh Allen throwing it or Matt Ariza punting it. It's, it's sick, it's gross, it's disgusting, and sadly it's something we see throughout the NFL. I mean, if we didn't see this uh, civil lawsuit, and if it wasn't in the L.A. Times, you know, none of this happens. He punts for the Buffalo Bills. Um, and, is it? yeah, due process, all of that, totally with everybody who makes that case. But you look at the facts that are on the table, you look at what we do know and what the team did know, and somebody who was accused of this kind of behavior, they should not be your punter. And, sadly, it took – uh, national uproar for the Bills to finally do the right thing. And by the way, if I can just plug my former profession, it is one of the reasons that newspapers matter. Ty Dunn here on the show at Ty Dunn. He is the founder of Go Long. That's golongtd.com. All, all the NFL content you could ever want from one of the absolute best in the business. Mr. Dunn, as always, buddy, an absolute pleasure. I just realized we've never met in person, so one of these days... When at a Super Bowl or something, I'm going to come and say hi and buy, buy you a drink. Absolutely, man. we got to make it happen. Combine, Super Bowl, just slink on into those DMs and we'll set it up. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Hey, we'll see you, man. See you, dude. Ty Dunn, Ty Dunn on the show. Appreciate the insight. I really like having Ty on. He's not here. He can't hear me. I could change. I could, I could be less nice. The dude is really talented. That, that this guy can write and report. Has the trust of a lot of NFL players, which is rare. Again, uh, worth following him on Twitter, at Ty Dunn, and consuming his content. Uh, very exciting coming together. Uh, Kevin Wall has put together Buy or Sell. Marco Belletti is going to read it, but he's going to improvise. He already told us he doesn't do scripts. I'm Marco Belletti, and I'm script-free. And we see what that's all about next here in Buy or Sell on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 